All right, how we doing, everybody? It is 7.30.19. I'm your host, Will Reddington, and welcome to another episode of Red Talk. Pat Sheehan, Austin Bickett, and Dylan Bickle are here to help me break down the NFL wide receivers on today's show. We're going to discuss how Odell Beckham and Antonio Brown's first season is going to go, A.J. Green's injury, Michael Thomas's contract situation, the best wide receiver tandem, sleeper, and much, much more. But before we do, it's Tuesday, so that means $3 pulled pork or crispy fish tacos at O'Shea's Irish Pub. Come visit the downtown or Bartstown Road location today for some great service, some great food, and a great time. All right, let's get it going. All right, fellas, we've done the quarterbacks. We've done the running backs. It's wide receiver day. We've picked up Pat. Most great teams have four solid wide receivers, so we're going to try that with this episode of Red Talk. Guys, Let's start with what could be an easy one. Austin, who is the first wide receiver off the board in a fantasy draft? I'm going with DeAndre Hopkins. He's arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL, the most talented, probably has the most reliable and the best hands in the league. He's always been at the top of the draft charts the past five, six years. He finally has a consistently good quarterback throwing the ball. I mean, I think it's him or Julio, honestly, but I'd go with DeAndre Hopkins personally. Hopkins can't be mad at it. The 2-3-4 in Houston are not near as strong as a lot of other teams' 2-3-4s, so hard to see Hopkins being under 20 in any game this season. Dylan, who do you like here? I'm kind of glad you brought up the 2-3-4 uh, because the um, that kind of segments into who I would go with. I'm going to go with Devontae Adams, actually. I think that he's got a little bit more upside than the rest just because he's quite literally the only receiver that Aaron Rodgers throws the ball to. Whoa. Kind Watch of. out for Geronimo Allison this Valdez year. Guy's got Stanley. some weird okay. tweets. I, I've, I've seen all of that, um, and I, I'm not sold. Um, he gets a lot of looks in the red zone. You know, the touchdown upside is definitely there. And anytime you're Aaron Rodgers' number one guy, I mean, it's going to give you a boost in my eyes. So that's that's who I'm going with. Not mad at it. The Packers are going to score a ton this year. You have to think Devontae Adams is scoring, what, like 40% of their touchdowns. Aaron Jones is going to be a factor, but Aaron Rodgers has got to be coming into the season with a huge chip on his shoulder to just be better than they were last year. New coach, new system. We'll see how it goes, but Devontae Adams, I mean, the strides that guy has made year to year, it's it's been incredible. Pat, who do you like here? I'm on Devontae Adams also. Just his height and his ability to go up and get the ball when wherever Rodgers throws it, he's going to get it. Last season, he had almost 1,400 yards and 13 touchdowns. I see it only getting better this year. Can't argue with it. I mean, I, I'm i on DeAndre Hopkins here. It, it could go either way between those two. I think that there is maybe six or seven guys that you can make an argument for at this position, though, which I think does make it a little different than the past position groups that we've argued. One guy that has kind of held that title for maybe the last three seasons, at least two out of three, is Drama King. Antonio Brown. This guy was winning fantasy leagues for people, and now he's a new team, new him this year. What are we going to see? Dylan, how do you think year one goes for Antonio Brown in Oakland? This is something that I've struggled with, and I've went back and forth a lot. It's just I know who the Raiders are, and I know what they've been, and that makes me doubt a little bit. But, I mean, you, you can't argue that Antonio Brown wasn't one of, if not the best receiver in the NFL uh but I think it's a big prove-it year for him, especially for doubters like me. Everybody knows you know, being on the Steelers' offense can help you put up huge numbers, but the Raiders aren't very flashy at all. Derek Carr is an okay quarterback, but, I mean, you can't even 
put him in a conversation with Ben Roethlisberger. I think he's going to have a good season, but I don't see him doing anything near what he did in Pittsburgh. You know, people talk about how he's one of the best route runners in the game, and like that—that's definitely true. But it's a two-way street. You have to have somebody that's going to throw the ball to you, and like, I mean, Derek Carr just didn't really show me much. Yeah, Antonio Brown is one of my favorite players in the NFL. I love the score touchdown. I love the call God thing. Huge fan, but I've said it countless times on this podcast. I don't like the whole not going to stuff, and he totally just didn't go to their last game when a playoff trip was very much on the line, a game that they almost lost, and they were watching the Ravens game go down to the wire, and a lot could have changed right there, and Antonio Brown just didn't go to the game, and his problems with Big Ben were highly covered, but Big Ben, most passing yards in the NFL last year going from Big Ben to Derek Carr is going to be a big change, and the Steelers' receiving core is just better than the Raiders. So, I mean, they're going to have double teams on A-B like crazy. It'll be really interesting to see how this season goes, but it's hard to see Antonio Brown still not finding a way to be in the top five fantasy wide receivers when it's all said and done because the guy is just that talented. Pat, how are you feeling about Antonio Brown's new fit? I think he's having a good year. He's... One of the fastest dudes in the league runs better routes than almost anybody. When someone's on press coverage with him, he can release off them, get up the field, and someone could drop it over his head. That's Carr's probably best pass is just the overhead lob and just let Antonio go get it. And with his ability to run his routes the way he does, he's going to have huge windows for Carr to hit the throw in. I, I think that it's going to help Carr out a lot and even hide some of the not very good qualities that that Carr has. Antonio Brown should make it easier to be an NFL quarterback, you would think. But, I mean, we'll see. He just showed up to the first day of training camp in, what, a hot air balloon? Something like that. I mean, this, this guy brings the drama, and Derek Carr, it might have been some video footage of him crying. We'll see how it goes. Austin, you thinking Antonio Brown's going to be great? Uh, I don't know about great. I think he's going to have a – I think he's going to get his numbers probably – not the record-breaking numbers we've seen from him in Pittsburgh the last five, six years. I mean, he's you can't argue he's been the best receiver in football the last five years. I mean, the numbers he has – he's first in all the statistical categories. I don't think he's going to be that Antonio Brown. But, I mean, he's still – like you guys already said, he's the best route runner in the NFL. I don't really think that's up for debate, really. And he's Tony Totap. I mean, he catches everything. But this could go really bad really quick. Like you said, he's always in drama. He cares about his ego and his stats more than probably the team even winning – and the Raiders are – I don't think the Raiders are going to be very good. So, you know, we'll see see how long it takes for there to be a little drama in uh, Oakland. Yeah, last year in Oakland form, right? Vegas next year, is that confirmed? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I mean, Antonio Brown in Vegas, you can't beat it. The only more dramatic Brown that I know is Hannah Brown, the bachelorette right now. And it's just been brutal. But last week here, and after that, we're going to switch the pop culture part of Red Talk to some hard knocks, a show that we all enjoy, and it is the Raiders this year. John Gruden, Antonio Brown, hot air balloons. It's going to be fantastic. Really looking forward to it. I'm, I think I'm actually going to be able to watch that show and podcast about it and enjoy it. So I'm really looking forward to that part of my life changing. Something that's been going around the Twitter universe like crazy that I think is a very interesting topic. Who do you all think has the best NFL wide receiver tandem? So two wide receivers, same team. Who's uh, the best duo? I think that the only real answer is is the Browns, right? I mean, it's OBJ and Juice. Like you can't can't really ask for much more than that. I mean, it's 
two superstars, they're going to make Baker Mayfield's job so much easier. I mean, they're two of the best at what they do individually, and they should be able to take the Cleveland offense to a level that they really haven't seen before. So I'm expecting the Browns to be towards the top of the NFL as far as offense is concerned. The only other duo that I think you can really bring up and argue is Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs. They've just been so consistent. And they put up numbers with a quarterback who I've been pretty harsh about. I don't really think Kirk Cousins is is really that good at all, um, especially kind of an average guy. Yeah, so I mean, it's Odell and Juice. It's just it's going to be exciting to watch as long as they're healthy. I think that that's the answer here. You know, I'm excited about it. A couple LSU guys, their best friends, are going to be on each side of the field. I mean, it's it's going to be great. And Baker Mayfield is no doubt the best quarterback that either of these guys have ever played with it going from college to pros they both just have to be thrilled to be Cleveland Browns it sounds weird I'm actually gonna go with the Falcons here I think you can argue the Falcons superhero Julio Jones and phenom Calvin Ridley two Alabama guys can't believe I'm making this argument but they make going to ATL very dangerous this year it, those two paired with Matt Ryan, almost all indoor games. I'm, I'm really liking these two guys to have the best season of anyone. I think the Falcons are completely going to turn it around. I definitely I definitely like that pick as well. The only reason that I didn't mention them is just with Ridley being so young. I just want to see a little bit more. He had a huge year, and I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but that's the only reason I didn't mention them. I mean, they have the man himself, Julio Jones. So oh, that yeah. definitely gives them a boost. I mean, that's fair. I'll let it go. Pat, who do you like here? I love Hopkins and Fuller. I don't know what Fuller's timetable is on when he's going to be 100% healthy, but and he has a lot of trouble staying on the field and being healthy. But when he is, it seems like he scores a touchdown every single game. And Hopkins, like Austin mentioned earlier, is maybe the best receiver in the whole league. So I, I love that. I love that. With Deshaun Watson throwing to him, they love to go. They love to throw the deep ball, love to go up and grab it. They love to just – Awesome people. Oh, I'm a fan of Will Fuller. Something fun fact about Will Fuller. Will is also Will the Fourth, like me. So could be really important going into the season. Austin, who's your top tandem? Yeah, I was on uh, Odell and Jarvis, just like Dylan, and then Thielen and Diggs in the NFC. But just Odell and Jarvis. I mean, you can't you can't beat that. And I love. I'm all in on the on the Browns bandwagon. I love both those guys. Love Baker, like Chubb a lot. That uh, Nike commercial with Odell and Jarvis was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Oh, isn't that neat? Yeah. I mean, it just, my heart is so full watching these guys come together finally, get to be on the same team, get to maybe revive sports in Cleveland together. Odell has been playing football with Eli Manning for the past few years, and when they were in college, they were playing with Zach Mettenberger. I mean, we had Odell and Jarvis on the same college team going 9-3 and three every single year because the quarterback just can't get it done. Baker Mayfield's unreal. How do you think 2019 is going to go for Odell? What's this fit going to be like in Cleveland, Austin? I mean, I think it's going to be a home run. Like you just said, this is the best quarterback he's played with maybe probably his whole life. I mean, the numbers he put, the numbers he's been putting up with a Eli on the down slump of his career have been, I mean, they've got him as one of the star receivers in the NFL, and he's got Eli throwing the ball. I mean, with an offense as electric gunslinger with Baker back there, another legitimate talent the defense has actually had to pay attention to. The only other guy he had next to him in – New York was Sterling Shepard, who's definitely no Jarvis Landry. I expect a huge year from OBJ, a huge year from the rest of the Browns, and they're probably the team I'm most excited to watch. Same. Expect some really cool handshakes. Expect some cool touchdown dances. It's going to be a fun year. Dylan, do you think this Cleveland experiment works? See, with OBJ, I think that he's so talented that you could put him in any system, and he's going to flourish. The only thing that 
happened with the Giants is that he just had the frustration, and rightfully so. I mean, Eli Manning is obviously not great. The offensive line gave him maybe a second to get rid of the ball, so you really can't even run a route in that amount of time. The only thing that can hold him back this year, in my opinion, is is his health. I mean, he's had some issues year in and year out, um, staying on the field, but I think he's in for a huge season. He was one of the best receivers in the NFL and he was on a stagnant Giants offense, I can only imagine the numbers that he's going to be able to put up. Oh, yeah. he's He hadn't been shy about how he did not necessarily like that time in New York. We all saw him kicking nets on the sidelines, and now he's come out and said that pretty much the only reason you saw the Giants in primetime ever is because Odell Beckham's on their team. Let's hope he can back it up. Pat, I mean, you huge Dolphins fan, so got to watch Jarvis Landry every Sunday for a few years. He gets open about as good as anybody in the NFL. You bought a Jarvis Landry jersey. We're big jersey buyers. I mean, what are we going to do with all these changing teams, especially in the NBA? I mean, look at my shirt right now. <laughs> I got a Chris Paul Rockets jersey on. I mean, it's going to do me no good. I only got it like eight months ago. It's worthless now. What are we going to do with all the jerseys that we have of players that are not on the team anymore, and how are Jarvis Landry and Odell going to do in their first year together in Cleveland? We should just mail it back to them. Just give our jerseys back. Just send them back. Just find their address and just mail them. Put them in a box. Give what back a to the terrible player. suggestion. That's not <laughs> what else are we going to do with them? What else are we going to do with them? I mean, I'm still wearing them, kind of. I, I don't know. I don't know what to do with them. <laughs> it's kind of a retro look, you know? You could, yeah, you could take it that it. way. Maybe like 20 more years. Yeah, but I say they'll be cool in like 20 years. Not, they don't, you don't look so cool right now. All but. right, cool. Yeah, only 20 <laughs> years. Awesome. Bet. what do you think? I think they're not going to have any problem this year. They're going to have a great year, all of them together with Odell. I, I'm worried about the future and what, if anything, is a spark up. There's a lot of personality on that team. And if someone were to say something wrong in the media that somebody didn't like, it could just turn in something really bad. So much personality on that team. That's what made Hard Knocks last year so awesome to watch. I really think the Raiders are going to top it, though. I think the Raiders are going to bring more drama. I can't wait to just see how Antonio Brown acts and treats his teammates. And talks to John Gruden. Oh, man. <laughs> you know he's going to be in the front of that camera every single shot. Antonio Brown, he's gonna be, he probably went there because he knew they were going to get hard knocks. Yeah, he wants to be is the thing. He, he really wants to be. When you looked at the teams that were eligible for hard knocks this year, would we all look at each other and say, God, I hope it's the Raiders. Oh, it'd be awesome if it's the Raiders. And it is. It's going to be really cool to compare John Gruden's everyday coaching to the other coaches that we've seen on Hard Knocks so far. It's going to be tough to look like a bigger clown than Bill O'Brien, but I don't know. I think he might be able to get it done. And Hugh Jackson last year. Yeah, I was about to say, Hugh Jackson was it was a wild It might be the worst year. coach I've ever watched operate at any level. <laughs> it's crazy it's, that guy doesn't have a job. It's crazy that he lasted as long as he did. It, it really is. And he gets scooped last year late because the Bengals needed him for that great run they put together. Bengals in the news here. A.J. Green, he's going to miss the first eight weeks. This is not good. I mean, A.J. Green is kind of the Bengals' offense. When you think about that team having Joe Mixon, A.J. Green, and Tyler Boyd on one offense, they're pretty solid. But if you take A.J. Green out of that, I mean, this this team is not going to be very good. Uh, Tyler Boyd was quoted as saying, the turf was terrible. I couldn't run any routes out there. I'm falling all over the ground. It was bad. It was rocks, pebbles out there. Man, it was somewhere we shouldn't have been. And he's talking about their practice they had at Dayton University's practice facility where A.J. Green, in turn, got hurt. He's going to miss half the season now. Dylan, explain to the people what's going on in Cincinnati. 
So it's complete chaos, really. I mean, you almost have to feel bad for Bengals fans. You know, they, you know, the whole playoff thing. I understand they never won a playoff game, but like, it's they're always right there. You know, they were always one of the top teams coming into the playoffs, and now it's just completely falling apart. AJ Green, who when healthy, you could argue that he's one of the top like five to eight receivers in the entire NFL. He can't stay on the field, and I think it was a couple of podcasts ago we mentioned that, that it's just not something that happens anymore, and Tower Boyd, thankfully, has looked great. They extended him, but him coming back from that, I mean, ligament damage is tough, especially in the ankle area. Six to eight weeks is going to put him out a long time. The Bengals, I mean, the outlook is not great. I would say they might be down there below the Giants this year. And this is a huge bummer because it's a contract year for him. Who knows what we were actually going to get from A.J. Green. And now we may not be able to tell it all. If they get to that point where he is healthy and it is week nine, he's ready to come back, and they're, I mean, two and six or something, are they even going to bring him back? I don't, I don't think he should come back at that point. I think this is a season where – you you never want to tell a guy to just you know just pack it up, but like we mentioned, he's a huge talent, you know, special guy, and him going out there earlier than what he probably should and messing it up even more that could end his career for the most part. So if I'm him, I'm I'm not coming back this year. It's a really tough spot for the Bengals to be in because it's a guy that's done a lot for their organization, who has been one of the faces of Cincinnati Bengal football for almost this entire decade, and then you hate to see him go out this way, but I'd also love to see A.J. Green just compete to be with a quarterback that, that's really good and have a chance to win the Super Bowl. I was really looking forward to watching him play this year. He's always a guy that gets drafted in the first or second round of fantasy drafts, and now it looks like it's uh, looks like it's going to be a while. We did this for the running backs. I want to do this for the wide receivers. Which team do you all think has the most wide receiver depth in the NFL Pat, what are you thinking here? I'd say the Rams. They have Brandon Cooks, um, Woods, Cup, and Josh Reynolds. And all four of them, I mean, they're about the same. Like, they're all really, really good, really, really solid, sure hands, fast, run good routes. Goff is great and throws it right in the numbers to him, man. Um, I really like the Rams wide receivers. Their fit is perfect. That's, of course, what I have here, yeah. too. <laughs> I mean, they're four guys that mesh together so well. And they all have one thing in common, and it's speed. Like you said, they're all really fast. Goff gets the ball out quick. Sean McVay's a genius. The Rams' offense is a blast to watch, and these guys are great. They had injuries last year like crazy, but it it was always just one of them at a time. And when the Rams run that three-wide receiver set with a tight end and Gurley, it's really dangerous, and all three of those guys can beat you. They're really tough to double-team and key on one guy. You already know I think it's the Rams' obvious answer. Austin, what are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, I had the Rams too, but just to switch it up, I'll say the Falcons. You already mentioned that you thought they were the best duo with Julio and Ridley. They also still have Mohamed Sanu, who's still a really good receiver. But, I mean, as far as from one to three goes, it has to be the Rams. I mean, their third best receiver would be the best receiver on a few teams. Yeah, the Falcons are absolutely worth mentioning. We didn't talk about Mohamed Sanu before, but was always solid in Cincinnati, has been solid in Atlanta. Dylan, who are you thinking here? You guys pretty much took – 
my entire statement here. You know, the Rams one through four is better than anybody else in the NFL. And then with the Falcons, you could put them in that conversation just because they have that superstar at the top with Julio Jones, a rising star in Calvin Ridley, and then a guy that continuously does it and puts up production with Mohamed Sanu. But I mean, at the end of the day, any guy on the Rams can go for over 100 yards, and I'm pretty sure that all four of them did at one point last season. Oh, yeah, you remember. Josh I do Reynolds. remember. I remember it real well. Josh Reynolds Fantasy Championship. Yeah, that's all day. That was about a 35-point game by him. Not a big deal. Every time you look up, scoring a touchdown. Don't sleep on the Dolphins receiving core either. Uh, all right, why? <laughs> uh, well, they got uh, Kenny Stills. He's good. They just signed Alan Hearns, uh, picked him up. They have uh-huh. Albert Wilson. He's one of the fastest dudes in the league. Albert uh, Wilson is fast. Cool yeah. Sunday ticket guy. Yeah, he um, he had just like an unbelievable game against the Bears last year. But he ended up getting yeah, hurt. Yeah, me and Austin remember his game against yeah. the Bears. Yeah. That was not that was not fun. He uh, got he got injured after week seven, and up to that point, he was the twenty fifth best fantasy receiver in the league. And then they have Jakeem Grant and Devontae Parker, and I've only heard good things about Devontae Parker this uh, training camp so far. Uh, he's healthy. He's making plays. He's running around. I think. Uh, if they can get anybody to pass to him, so you we'll know, see how it goes. Pat, you kind of sold me on that. You started it. I was like, why is he bringing up the Dolphins <laughs> right now? And, okay, the Dolphins do have pretty good wide receiving core. What makes the Dolphins different than the other teams we mentioned, though, is the guys that are going to be throwing it to him. Yep. Because the wide receivers need a quarterback with talent. And you guys, what, are, what are, how are you feeling? Uh, we got Fitzpatrick. He's in the number one role right now. He's probably going to stay there until he throws seven interceptions in one game. But uh, hopefully get two wins before that, and then it would be probably be Josh Rosen, and if they'll probably keep him in, and hopefully he loses enough so we get Tua. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll just have to see how it goes. What a fantastic outlook to have. Yeah, going I mean, into a season. Yeah, hopefully that's he, that's where I'm hopefully at right he now. loses enough. Yeah, that's what you want to hear. Hopefully he loses enough. You know, we'll, we'll see what he can do. Which quarterback and wide receiver have the best chemistry in your all's opinion, Austin? What are you thinking here? I mean, I hate to say this, but I think it's Brady and Julian Edelman. They've been doing it for so long, so well. Every single time the Patriots need a first down, Edelman is wide open across the middle. Brady hits him right at the chains every time. It's so annoying. It's so predictable, and no one can stop it. Never a good time watching those two connect. I don't think many people like or cheer for the Patriots. Wasn't awesome watching them win the Super Bowl last year against the Rams. Dylan, who do you like here? I think there's a few that you can mention, but I'm going to go with Drew Brees and Michael Thomas. I just think that they stand above the rest as far as consistency goes there. Thomas has had more receptions in his first three seasons than any wide receiver in history. And, I mean, anytime they need a big play, he's there. And, I mean, Drew Brees puts it right on the money every time. So when targeting Michael Thomas, Drew Brees is actually thrown above 70%, um, which is crazy. These guys just do it better than – maybe anybody in the entire league, and I don't expect anything really to change this season. Cool stats there. Yeah, so, yeah. N- nice. Michael Thomas, huh? most receptions for a player in his first three seasons ever? Ever. That is crazy. Let's talk about Michael Thomas then. So he's holding out. He's set this season to make $1.1 million, one year left on his rookie contract. He's obviously worth a little more than that. I think that this could be a big deal. This could be one of the more troublesome holdouts. I feel like the Saints should just pay him, though, right? I mean, they need Michael Thomas out there. They th- That could drastically change their season. Oh, 100%. I mean, when you look at young receivers in the NFL, I mean, he's probably number one as far as those guys that are still on the rookie deals. It, he's a special talent. You hope that it's not 
Drew Brees doing most of the work for him because sometimes that can be the case. But, I mean, with a guy like that, you almost have to pay. Oh, yeah. They're so close. They they definitely one of the Super Bowl favorites going into the season. They got to pay him. They got to have him out Who's there. their number one if they don't pay him? I, I mean, What's his name? Ro- uh, Roquan Smith or something? That's that's a linebacker. But no, I do know who you're talking about. Oh, Traquan uh, Yeah, Traquan The guy that caught the, uh, the record-breaking catch. The oh, fixed one. It obviously fixed. They got to pay him, but maybe they won't. I mean, that loss to the Rams last year, I mean, maybe you just – Maybe you just fold shop after that. I can't blame them. Yeah, and they got Jared Cook this year, too. That is true. They have Jared Cook. So if he does sit out. Pro bowler. I mean, he's going to be big time, honestly. Yeah. Crazy to think that, but he would be. Yeah, they, they should be fine. Pat, which NFL quarterback and wide receiver had the best chemistry, in your opinion? I think it's Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Uh, Rodgers is so good at getting people to jump off sides, and he uses that free play better than anybody in the NFL. And when Devontae Adams sees them jump, he knows just to run straight down the field, and Rodgers is going to find them. And they do that more than anybody. And Devontae is just – he gets better and better every single year, more and more catches, more yards, more touchdowns. He's – yeah, it's Rodgers. He really seems to be Aaron Rodgers' guy, and that kind of – that title has really gone from name to name over Rodgers' career in Green Bay. You all made pretty good cases there for different players. I have Andrew Luck and T.Y. Hilton here. The Colts haven't had a strong receiving core for pretty much all of Luck's career. And that hasn't slowed down T.Y. His production has been phenomenal his entire career with the Colts. And, I mean, these guys link up on third down like crazy. You're going to see that a lot in 2019. i got to say, though, I think Austin wins this one because it's it's hard to say anybody has better chemistry than Tom Brady and Julian Edelman. It sucks to watch. but I'm I mean, not, I, I, can't, I can't say that, though. I just – Congrats, Austin. Yeah, Thanks. congrats. I did I'm taking the Patriots, man. Huge fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was really tough. <laughs> uh, which rookie wideout do y'all see having the best season? I'm going to go back to the Colts. Like you said, they haven't had a strong wide receiver core in such a long time. I think that Paris Campbell can make a huge impact out of Ohio State. You remember last year when we were trying to figure out who the Colts' number two wide receiver was at Roosters, and we were on Google, and we were like, who is Chester Rogers? Chester Rogers, yeah, I remember yeah. that. That was kind of a wild day, honestly. <laughs> yeah, we we could have sat there. If we wouldn't have had phones, can you imagine? We'd we're, still be sitting there. We're never going to know. Exploded. Yeah. But, I mean, they have a guy that's coming in. He was tied for the fastest 40-yard uh, time at the Combine. He made a ton of huge plays at Ohio State. And I think it's going to open up a lot for T.Y. Hilton as well. So he might not make as many, like, you know, touchdowns and receptions and things. But I think it's going to open up the offense a lot. I mean, if he's able to open it up for T.Y. Hilton, T.Y. Hilton could have a year that we haven't seen him have in a long time. Because when he's just the only guy there – He's had some time where he's slowed a little bit, but, I mean, I think that there's a chance that he has a massive season this year. Oh, yeah, really like that pick. The Colts' two, three, four spots are, are pretty much there for the taking. So he's coming into a situation where if he steps up, if he plays well, he's going to be on the field, and he obviously has the intangibles to be phenomenal. He, me and Pat went to that combine, absolutely the fastest guy there. Paris Campbell, like the pick. Pat, what are you thinking here? I'm all over Nikhil Harry. He got drafted into probably the best situation you could ever get drafted into uh, with Brady and Belichick. He has size, he's physical, strong guy, and he's a great blocker too. Uh, I'm expecting big things from him this year. 
I had Nikhil too. He's a guy that we all loved to watch last season at Arizona State during our late Saturday night West Coast gambling extravaganzas that we always have. An article came out yesterday mentioning that he's being mentored by Troy Brown and Tom Brady, and they're taking this guy pretty seriously in New England. And that's another team that's had wide receiver names changing like crazy. For how good Brady's always been, you're still seeing a lot of Philip Dorsett out there. And uh, this guy, I mean, he could be a freak. He's huge. Awesome red zone target for Brady. And they need that type of guy that can really go up and get it now that Gronk's retired. Austin, who'd you have here? I had Nikhil Harry here, but oh, no uh, way. just to switch it up a little bit, uh, Hollywood Brown, I think he'll, he'll definitely uh, help Lamar out a little bit in Baltimore. But like we said on the um, the last NFL podcast, it all comes down to Lamar progressing as a passer and also his coaches trusting him to throw the ball. Hollywood Brown, I mean, he might be the number one. I, I think he's the best receiver in this class, and I think Nikhil Harry is right behind him. The injury concerns with Hollywood Brown are worrisome. And I mean, and he's Antonio's is, cousin, so and he goes by Hollywood. Yeah, he, he might just be just mm. like him, uh, ego wise. So I guess we'll have to see. Yeah, you never know. Hopefully, it goes great though. We're definitely looking for Lamar to have a big season. Love seeing our local guys succeed. Great segue into our local guys section of the podcast. So we're going to go over a few U of L UK guys that are going to be playing the wide receiver position in the NFL this year. Pat, we're going to start with you. What are your 2019 expectations for your guy, Devontae Parker, big Hikes Point Optimist alum? Yeah, we go way back. Um, from everything I'm hearing, Devontae is playing really well. He's 100% out there. He's making some plays, catching the ball. The tallest receiver on the team. So Fitzpatrick likes to take some risks. We all know that. So hopefully uh, he can uh, catch a few of those he throws up. And it, it all depends on how he starts out the first game because you could see in past years that his confidence was pretty low. If he can start out strong, then I think he could carry the momentum for the rest of the season. So I'm expecting a good season from him. He got that contract is. extension, which was surprising to see. So hopefully, hopefully he's thankful for it and uh, really gives it his all this year. Yeah, he contrasts well with the rest of the Dolphins' smaller, very speedy wide receivers. I think the Dolphins need to make more of a point of just getting him the ball, getting him some touches, getting him involved early in games so he's motivated and constantly running his routes as hard as possible. But, yeah, I want to expect a big season from Devontae Parker, but it just goes back to the guys that are throwing to him. That's It's, it's worrisome for me. He is the kind of guy that in the past has drifted, has had those games where he's had one or two catches, but he's also had really big nights. Let's, let's hope for a big year for Devontae Parker. Dylan, let's talk about the rest of these Louisville guys. What are you thinking we should expect this year from Cardinal great Eli Rogers? I think he's got a better chance this season to make an impact um, just because Antonio Brown's not going to be out there clogging up the middle. Juju's definitely a more of a vertical guy than Antonio Brown was, and it gives Eli the chance to work a lot in the slot where you know he shines. He's got to compete with Ryan Switzer for time, who's also you know pretty strong guy right there. Kind of does the same thing as him. Correct. Um, but if he stays healthy, I think that he'll earn that spot, and he'll have a pretty strong year. Uh, I'm not expecting anything crazy, but it's just going to be nice to see him get back into a groove after having his injury. Oh, yeah. Expect Eli to be solid. You've seen Big Ben rely on him like crazy. He missed almost all of last season with an injury. He's back healthy, ready to go. Been phenomenal to watch Eli Rogers play. What about Josh Bellamy? I mean, he, he's got to be like the only Cardinal to escape that Cragthorpe era, which we did not really enjoy. And he's put together a nice NFL career. He's been with the Bears for a bunch of years in a row. And he 
special teams guy, not playing a huge role, but he's keeping his name around the NFL. He's a Jet now. What do you think of from him? He's kind of turned into the ultimate journeyman of a wide receiver. I mean, he's just somehow still in the NFL, and once every other week, you know, he makes a catch, and you turn to me and say, hey, man, Josh Bellamy. I don't know how he's still in the league, but here he is. So, like you said, more of a special teams guy. He's not going to make a huge impact, but every now and then, you know, he'll have a a nice grab. He might score a touchdown here or there. Um, But, I mean, it's just good to see that he's one of those guys that stuck it out, made it in the league, and, I mean, he's made a ton of money. So, he's in a good spot. Oh, yeah. Good for Josh. Love to see him succeeding. Great Instagram follow also. Make sure you follow at Bezo on Instagram because he does some partying on the weekends. Man, it is entertaining. Always has really long stories that – I find myself clicking all the way through, and I think that tells you enough you need to know about Josh Bellamy. Last guy, Jalen Smith. This was the only guy me and Pat saw at the Combine that was a Louisville Cardinal, only guy we had invited. He's got a shot to make the Ravens team, which could be a good fit for him. Him and Lamar do go way back. Do you think Jalen Smith makes his team? I think he does. I think he does. He There was a video that came out yesterday of him having a nice uh, one-handed snag. Looking good. Zone, looking pretty sharp. We're he's, excited. He's he's an athletic guy. He's 6'2". Um, he can go up and get the ball. He's got nice hands. And I think last year was such an anomaly for UFL football that it just it killed him. If he would have left with Lamar, he would have gotten drafted in probably the fourth or fifth round. He'd be on a roster right now, and all this would already be, you know, we wouldn't be having the same conversation as what we have to have, unfortunately. I think he's going to make the roster. I don't think he's going to really do much this season, but if he keeps working, I mean, and stays healthy, I think there's a chance that he can become a rotational guy. I agree. We're going to go ahead and get to Austin. I think Austin is so tired of hearing me and you go back and forth about cards and the pros. But Yeah, you guys really get after it. Yeah. I kind of just sit here and watch you guys. Yeah, we really enjoy it. Well, Austin, tell me about Randall Cobb. He's been solid for years. He's been a Packer for years. He's now a Dallas Cowboy. What can we expect from Randall Cobb in 2019? Yeah, the Cowboys are really just looking for Cobb to come in and fill this hole that Cole Beasley left. He moved to Buffalo. I mean, I want to say that Cobb can get back to what he was, but the injury concerns and he's getting up there in age – it's definitely concerning, but he's still a veteran who, like you just said, has had a great career, but he played with Aaron Rodgers. So like Dylan said with Breeze and Michael Thomas, you never really know how good someone's going to be when they're not, they don't have that good of a quarterback. And no disrespect to Dak Prescott, but he's not Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. I mean, I think he can still be a good, productive possession receiver for the Cowboys team that's going to need to find some first downs through the air. Zeke can't get them all. I think it's a good pickup considering they lost Beasley and Cobb kind of fits that role, but... He's definitely not going to be the Cobb that we're used to in Green Bay from four or five years ago. Yeah, they need some more depth at that position bad. Amari Cooper was fantastic after getting traded from the Raiders last year. So, yeah, hopefully Randall Cobb can bring that. They might might have to play him at quarterback if Dak starts struggling. That's what you guys used to do, right? Yeah, he got a few wins. Yeah. Beat Auburn. It was nuts. That's great. You, you, no, you guys, go, go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm good. That's all I want to say is that he beat Auburn. You sure? One time. Pat, you want to say anything about Randall Cobb in college? No, I'm okay. <laughs> I thought he was like, he's late for it. He was like, no. no. Okay. Uh, all right. That's fine. Any other UK guys that you like to discuss at, at wide receiver? Uh, no. Dorian Baker's on the Browns roster right now, but okay. No, no comment. All right. Good luck to Dorian Baker making the Browns. All right. Sleeper time. I need two sleepers each. Austin, are you going to give me the Here it comes. Yeah. yeah, I got Julio Jones as my first sleeper. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's great, man. It's great content for the listeners. All right, seriously, Austin, sleepers here. So I got James Washington. Is he too, is he too good? 
James Washington? Yeah. That's fine. Okay, so I got James Washington for the Steelers. Antonio Brown had 168 targets last year. Those have to go somewhere. Ben can't throw the ball to Juju every time. I think James Washington is the guy who steps in to be the number two behind Juju. And the Steelers are still going to throw the ball a ton. They did it when they had Le'Veon. They're still going to keep doing it. I like James Washington here. All right, James Washington. Nice to learn about him. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome, man. Hey, anytime. Who's your number two? I got Anthony Miller on the Bears. He had a very solid rookie season, seven touchdowns, so fast. Not many people can keep up with him. And behind Allen Robinson, the Bears really don't have another wide receiver that's going to make plays consistently. Me and you have already said that we expect Mitch to take another step this year, and he's going to have to throw the ball to somebody else. I like uh, Anthony Miller to have another big year. What's worrisome about the Bears fantasy-wise is there's just so many options. Allen Robinson is the guy, but it, it seems like there's random guys for the Bears scoring touchdowns every single week. You know Tariq Cohen's going to be heavily involved each week, but, ah, I mean, it, it, Trey Burton, I mean, tough Why fantasy start. Yeah. yeah, I hear you. Sleeper, you, you get it. You know what's going on. Dylan. Let's, let's go with a little bias here on my first one. I'm going to go with uh, Mike Williams. I think he's going to be a touchdown machine. I mean, Mike Will made it. Yeah, I mean, he took a huge step last year, and it's only going to get better. Nothing but positive reviews coming out of camp. I don't know if we've told you enough on Red Talk, but Melvin Gordon decided that he's going to quit football for this season um, unless we pay him $300 million a year, which is not going to happen. Uh, so the Chargers are going to be throwing the football quite a bit this year. Obviously, you always have Keenan Allen, but towards the end of last season, Mike Williams got – just about every target in the red zone, we kind of just told him to run to the corner and we throw it up in the air. He goes up over top everybody and catches it. That's what he did at Clemson, and that's what he's doing now. So I'm expecting a big season. Like I said, nothing but positive reviews coming out of camp. We're going to have to throw the ball a ton because we don't really have a stud running back that's going to go through uh, the tackles. So there's my first one. Yeah, especially yeah. if y'all go with Austin Eckler, because you guys could be passing, I mean, 80% of your downs right. in, in that case. And you know Phil's going to throw it. He's going to throw it down the field. That's what he loves to do. He's either going to throw it all the way down the field, or he's going to check it down to a running back. And so. have some fantastic post-game press conferences. Oh, NFL is so close. It's going to be great. Who's your number two? So the other one that I have is Christian Kirk. It's a little bit more of a risk, but if Cliff Kingsbury gets the offense going like he said he wants to um, this offseason, I mean, the sky's the limit for this guy. He's a freak athlete. He's one of the fastest guys in the NFL. He's going to be a deep threat. You know that they're going to want to throw the ball down the field. Larry Fitzgerald, huge fan, but age catches up to everybody. I think Christian Kirk takes a step forward and becomes the number one receiver in Arizona this year. It's definitely a risk, like I said, but if you get him really late, which you should be able to, it could end up winning you the league. Oh, yeah, and I, I love that pick. That you got to love him being under Larry Fitzgerald's wing in Arizona. You know they're going to try to throw the ball a lot with, with Kingsbury now having the reins in Arizona. Yeah, I mean, Christian Kirk, studying for this today, I mean, you saw his name come up in pretty much every sleeper article you could find. He's going to be the Arizona Cardinals' number two, but could easily be number one when you think about Larry Fitzgerald being 59. Pat, who you liking here? I had Anthony Miller, but uh, I'll go with Zay Jones in Buffalo. Uh, he's got Josh Allen. It's going to be his second year. Love uh, Zay Jones's name. Really yeah, cool name. Cool name for sure. They got to bring people forward and put people in the box, or Josh Allen's just going to run. So they're not going to be able to double team many people. Not that they should, anyways. It's the Bills, but he had seven touchdowns last year and is definitely in the rotation. Definitely going to be on the field every snap. 
and he's he's pretty low on here on the fantasy rankings. I think he's he'd be a good pickup, big, big sleeper. If you ask me to guess how many touchdowns Zay Jones had last year, I definitely wouldn't have said over three. Yeah, he had seven. Yeah, seven. You take that from a sleeper. Who's your number two? Uh, Albert Wilson. We mentioned him earlier. Oh, yeah, uh, you love the Dolphins. I do. Uh, it's so, be a long year for you. He's going to do all right. He is somebody who you just give him the ball and let him make a play. He's going to be like the old Jarvis role, what we had. Just throw him a screen pass and let him do his thing. Let him get out in space and run faster than everybody else. That's that's what he's going to do. And he's not scared to blow the top off either. He'll just run right past you. Guys who touch the ball a lot in these PPR leagues are huge. I have D.D. Westbrook here in Jacksonville. Everyone knows I'm a huge Blake Bortles guy, but – Hey, I mean, Nick Foles, he's probably better. He's probably a better quarterback. No one else is going to say it, so I will. The Jags receiving core isn't great, to say the least, but he's a guy that has the intangibles to be 6-10, to 10, catches a game type of player. He's fast. They can't lean on the running game the way they have in the past. They, they beat Fournette up like crazy, give him the ball 30 times, and he's not great out of the backfield. Foles has to throw to somebody, and I think you're going to look for D.D. Westbrook to have a pretty big year. Another guy, Golden Tate. He's on the Giants now, possibly the worst quarterback situation in the NFL, but he's projected to surpass the 1,000-yard mark this upcoming season anyway. This team has to throw the ball sometimes to somebody, and Sterling Shepard's going to miss this entire season. We just found out last week. so I, He's a true number one wideout in New York, and I think he's going to be a guy that slides heavily because he's going to have Eli or Daniel Jones throwing him the ball. But, I mean – I don't hate it. I think Golden Tate. Even with a bad quarterback, if you're the only guy out there that they can throw the ball to, they're going to throw you the ball. I mean, they can't give it to Saquon every single Mm -hmm. play, right? They might. They might. Until he gets hurt. And then it's literally only Golden Tate. So he'll be in a really good spot. You don't sleep on Golden Tate. You heard it here first. As of now, he suspended the first four games. Golden Tate? We're appealing. We're appealing. We're appealing it, but he's suspended. So there, that Giants wide receiver lineup is going to be nuts week one. Yeah. Uh, might We might have to suit up. <laughs> those suspensions are tough, but occasionally you can get them lifted if you're a good guy. Not, not, not Can't confirm if he's a good guy or not. We'll have to wait. He went to Notre Dame. Yeah, you got to think he's a good guy. Have to assume he's a good guy. All right, Golden Tate, confirm good guy. Are there any wide receivers that you all can beat up? Dylan, I mean, this is kind of your thing. You you listed about 17 quarterbacks <laughs> Half the last league. time, yeah, that you that you thought you could take. Um, I had I mean, I had details behind it. I backed it up. Entire Dolphins franchise. Yeah, thank you for uh thank you for doing research. Wide receivers you can beat up. Yeah, I have a couple. Okay. Um so number 1, there's a clear number 1, it's Kevin White. Kevin White is actually made of glass. That is an actual fact. The guy's been out the whole year, every year, for so many different injuries that I'm thinking one shot and he's out of it. No debate. No debate, really. Just sh- his bones just shatter immediately. Kick I, him in the knee, he's gone. I, I, I hate to be like that. Kick him in the knee. You can't fight fair against these guys. They're a lot bigger than me. So yeah. Okay, so you're, you're taking Kevin White. Who else? The other one's kind of just out of pure hatred. I'm going to go with Tyreek Hill. He's oh uh, just he's whooping your ass. He is, he's, he's got a couple practice. So, so he's, he's not a good guy. He's on the Chiefs. You know, at some point, it's it's. I know it's David versus Goliath. Okay, I get it. I think you're bigger but than Tyreek. You're definitely Hill. bigger than him, but he's still destroying okay. you. I don't know, man. I just don't know. He's he's not a good guy at all. Rage just 
flowing got, throughout me. I think I think I'm getting them for real. Sounds like he's got some anger issues. And too, you know though. me, I'm all about respecting women, and he's not. So <laughs> yeah, there Ty- you go. Tyreek Hill, he is not like Golden Tate in the sense of he's a confirmed not good guy. Not going to be cheering for him this year. No suspension though. That's a complete yeah. joke. Complete Golden joke. Golden Tate suspended Tyreek Hill's not. Who's yeah. the real good guy here? So ridiculous. <laughs> whoever no evidence. Is, whoever is deciding Roger. the suspension. Yeah, that's that's not a good guy. So right it's there. looking like week 17 Chargers. At Kansas City, it's looking like I'm going to be in the building. So this might actually be the one that we might get to see. Because you, you halftime show, that, Dylan v Tyreek Hill. You've seen that he'll 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 react if you you know provoke him in the crowd. So we'll see. If I get row A, watch out for me. You're on talking camera, about that guy that poured him beer on him. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to throw beer on him. I'm not that. I'm not that kind of a guy. Please I'm don't actually throw a good beer guy. on him. I, w- I wouldn't do that. Beers there are probably 11 bucks. I can't afford to be doing that. You're going to make our podcast look so bad if you throw beer on Tyreek Hill. I'm not going to throw beer on him. What, are you, right. just what are you rolling with stuff. to provoke him? Um, I mean, I could definitely talk about the recent incidents, but I feel like the Chiefs fans around me would get to me before I could get to him. So. Yeah, you got to do that in Los Angeles. You gotta go. He has a Twitter, right? Isn't it Cheetah? Cheetah. Cheetah. Yeah. Maybe I'll just tweet yeah, some a, stuff and let him know that I'm coming and maybe he'll just <laughs> find me. Okay. Uh so one and one. I'll take Kevin White. Tyreek Hill's probably got my number. Okay. Uh Austin, do you have any here? Uh just DK Metcalf. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the guy with I like my zero percent body fat? <laughs> really? No, I, I have faith in you, bro. <laughs> no. Right. I, I got nobody. That was the only one I thought I might have a chance against. I thought about saying Chris Hogan also, but then I realized, I mean, he's he's a tough guy. He goes across the middle, takes some hits. If he can take a hit from one of those linebackers going across the middle, can't as confident it. as I am in myself. He can't take he a can, hit in the jaw from you. Can, that is true. Yeah, he's he ain't college wearing a lacrosse star. So. Yeah, that's that's the reason I was going to put it out there is because he's a big lacrosse guy. Oh, just stop. Red Talk, we support lacrosse. I mean, no problem with lacrosse. All you lacrosse listeners out there, keep doing your thing. We're your biggest fans. Pat, any wide receivers you'd like to mention here? Uh, just one I would like to fight. Not saying I would beat him up. Robbie Anderson from the uh-huh. Jets. Really don't like that guy, man. Just really don't. He uh, had a really good year two years ago, and last year he was just a total bum. But he still talks like he's like a pro bowler, which he's not. Yeah, crazy but, mugshot on that guy. Yeah. Crazy mugshot. I don't think I've ever seen somebody's eyes be in that bad a shape. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't have any. I can't beat any wide receivers up, but it's fine because Dylan will just take care of them all. I got you, bro. Yeah, thanks a lot, Dylan. All right, let's do our little betting preview. You can bet on who will have the most receiving yards of anybody in the NFL this year. So I'm going to give you some odds. Let me know who you all like to take this home and give me a little value pick too. So we got Julio Jones. Heavy favorite, plus 275 to lead the NFL in receiving yards. DeAndre Hopkins right behind him, plus 650. Michael Thomas, plus 950. OBJ, plus 1100. Mike Evans, 14 to 1. Juju and Antonio Brown, same odds, plus 1500 there. A confirmed bad guy, Tyreek Hill, plus 1800. Adam Thielen and T.Y. Hilton, pretty sure they're good guys, plus 1800. Devontae Adams, plus 2200. A.J. Green, probably not going to take that one, plus 3,300. Travis Kelsey, tight end, making the list, plus 3,300. George Kittle, plus 5,000. Big year from our guy George Kittle out in San Francisco last year. And Rams star, and also just had a Taylor Swift song written about him, The Archer on Instagram, Brandon Cooks, plus 6,000. Guys, who are you liking here? Pat, why don't you get us started? So my value pick, and I'm going with Tyreek Hill. 
that he can go for 200 yards in one game. Like Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league, throws it wherever. That's who I think the best pick is. You texted me right when we found out that his suspension got lifted. It said Tyree Kill 18 to 1 to lead the NFL in receiving yards. Jump on it. And I agree. I, I think that that was really nice of you to text me. You're just trying to win me some money, trying to be a really good friend and a good guy like you usually are. But the thing about me is I'm a really good guy. So I, <laughs> I 100% could not take that because that's the last thing I'm going to do is spend my Sundays at Roosters cheering for Tyreek Hill, even if it would make me a little money. So, yeah. You're missing out. Whatever, dude. Dylan, who do you like here? I think the winner is definitely going to be between Julio or DeAndre Hopkins. Just because of added value, I'm going to go with Hopkins. I mean, they're going to receive about the same amount of targets, and I think that Julio has better receivers around him, which could potentially take away targets from Hopkins. I say he has better receivers around him because I don't think that Will Fuller or Kiki QT is going to be healthy all year. Um, They just haven't shown me that they can do that. So that's who I'm going to go with, DeAndre Hopkins. If I had a value pick, I'm going to go with Juju at plus 1,500. He's going to be the guy in Pittsburgh now, and there's no doubt that he's the number one. They're going to continue to throw the ball more than most teams in the NFL. He's going to get his targets, so it just comes down to if he makes that step that the Steelers fans want him to make. So that's a value for me. I like Hopkins as well for all the same reasons. Plus 650, That that's kind of wild to me. I was definitely expecting him to be the favorite or at least plus 400 or below. But this wide receiver one, it's, it's very open. It really could be any of these guys that I listed outside of maybe Brandon Cooks at the bottom. Those teams that really spread the ball around are the ones you want to stay away from here. And Hopkins is the opposite. Austin, what are you thinking here? Going lame pick, the favorite. I got Julio to repeat here. He said he was going to mess around and go for 3000 this year. I don't know about that, but he did have almost 1700 last year. Uh, me and you expect the Falcons offense to bounce back. You already mentioned how many indoor games they have. Not going to be battling the weather. I think Matt Ryan and Julio both have big years. Value pick, I'm also going with Tyreek Hill. I know he's not a great guy, but he's going to be playing some football this year. He's the fastest man by far on the football field every time he's there. He's got the quarterback with the strongest arm. That's a pretty good combination. He was fourth in receiving last year. He was 198 yards away from winning it. That's like four catches for Tyreek Hill, 198 yards. I just, 1,800 seems crazy. All right. Well, they must have put that bad guy factor in there. Yeah, had to. Well, yeah, a couple of big Tyreek Hill guys in here. We're definitely not going to be hanging out after this. Unbelievable. Yeah, pretty crazy. I, I like Devontae Adams as my value pick here. We've, we've raved about him already. He's possibly the best receiver in the NFL. Similar situation as Hopkins. Not a ton of wide receiver depth on the Packers. And you're getting 22 to 1 there. I mean, it's pretty sweet. I have to go with Hopkins. Guys, this this was fun. We did good on time here. Football game on Thursday. Football game on Thursday? Broncos. Hall of Fame game. Hall of Fame. Do we know, Do we have a spread? Broncos total? minus 2.5, over under 34. 34. It's going to be a good game, it sounds like. You guys want to give out some picks for that just, just, to, just to go with it? Broncos, uh, 90 to 0. I'm going to go under. <laughs> under, under 34. 34. Yeah. And then I'm going to take whoever the Broncos are playing against. You guys cannot bet on the this, Hall this of betting, Fame game. You're just betting strategy. You didn't even know who we're playing. You just took the other team. Yeah, <laughs> you guys didn't even so. know who we're playing. Because you guys are horrible. Oh my. None of, no one on the field is going to be on the field in week one for either team. Yeah, it seems like a tough game to handicap. I'm, yeah, I'm probably going to stay away no, from the Hall of Fame it. game on Thursday, see what the WNBA has to offer that day. You're going to bet on it. No chance. <laughs> yeah, I guarantee you bet on it. <laughs> oh, no, dude. <laughs> You don't know if I'm – I'm not going to bet on He's betting on it right now. <laughs> He's pulled his phone up. No, I'm not. I'm looking at my notes for the podcast. I'm not betting on the Hall of Fame game. Uh, well, 
this is going to be it for today's show. I got to get downstairs for a big part one of two Bachelorette finale coming tonight. So we are not going to podcast about the first part. We're going to do the whole thing as one. Is the whole next episode going to be all Bachelor bachelor talk? Could be. I can't wait. You excited? Yeah, I'm going to be tuned in. Who do you guys think Hannah's going to pick? I don't know who's left. I was cheering for that Luke P guy that you guys always talked about. <laughs> yeah. but it seems like he uh, he kind of screwed up. Yeah, so Luke P's gone now. Uh, really long week of Luke P. I'm really done talking about him, so I'm not even going to address what you're saying, really. Pat, you got any thoughts? Uh, let's go Tyler C. Tyler C. God, great he, guy. He seems like the overwhelming favorite from what I read on social media. Oh, I mean, he's awesome. You get on Twitter and just refresh your timeline. It's just a bunch of videos. Tyler C. Helping out in the community. <laughs> he's pretty much the exact opposite of Tyreek Hill. Sounds like a, a really good guy. Sounds like, like a great guy. Sounds like you and him would get along because you're such good guys together. Oh, we would definitely get along. We'd throw a few back together at O'Shea's Irish Pub if he ever came in town. But Hannah, I don't, I don't think she's going to make the right call. It feels like this has all been a huge waste of time <laughs> talking about it, watching it, and it's just hard to see it working out for her in the end. And uh, Or for, for you. Yeah, for, definitely for me. <laughs> but for her to pick Tyler C., I mean, that would just be a huge W. It would make this season all kind of worthwhile for her and for, for me and Shay as well. And I'm just not seeing it going that way. So, yeah, I, I don't know what to expect, but I do expect to be disappointed. Just four hours left. Congrats, man. You <laughs> made it. Yeah, just Almost. two feature films to watch over the next two nights in a row. Oh, it's going to be – the seating's going to be limited tonight because so many girls want to come watch it with me and Shay. Not surprising. Yeah, no, it really isn't. Um, yeah. How many are you thinking? How many are going to come? I yeah. quoted earlier there was going to be 60 girls here later. Yeah, 60 was a bit of hyperbole. It's, it's probably going to be around 16. Oh, my God. That's still a lot. Yeah. I don't even know how many girls. Man. I don't – yeah. That's huge. Well, I mean, of course you guys don't. <laughs> But <laughs> all right, sorry about that, everybody. Guys, thanks. This was fun. You got anything else to say? I'm good. Go fins. No. <laughs> <laughs> Ttyl. <laughs>